Support for this podcast comes from Canva. When you look good, you feel good. But when your presentations look great, it can feel like you're walking on a cloud. You can design stunning work presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos with Canva. Start with a designer-made template. Use it as a springboard for your design. Add images, graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's why you might want to check out State Farm Small Business Insurance. Why? Because State Farm agents are small business owners too, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome to the Property Pods Office Hours. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions about business, big tech, entrepreneurship, and whatever else is on your mind. If you'd like to submit a question, please email a voice recording to officehours at propgmedia.com. Again, that's officehours at propgmedia.com. First question. Hey, Prof G, how are you? Um, my name is Jack Gamaker, and I'm a visiting professor at Colorado College, where I'm teaching marketing classes. And this question is specific to entrepreneurial marketing. As you think back, as, as a successful entrepreneur or perhaps a, a, an entrepreneur that has experienced a failure, you know, as they think back to the very beginning, when they're getting ready to launch their business, and seek to gain traction. Um, what was their perspective around the value of marketing and communications? Um, was it viewed as a priority? Maybe there were some learnings that are worth sharing for awareness and credibility, right? For lead generation. Any mistakes you made or you know others made? I'd be really grateful to get your perspective. Thanks so much. Jackie Amaker, um, thanks for the thoughtful question. I I don't think startups think much about marketing, nor do I think they should. I think that what you should think about uh, in a startup is building an amazing product that uh, 10x, your goal should be a 10x better product that will get its own discovery. Traditionally, if you had a better product and you didn't have marketing, it was like a tree falling in the forest. No one cared. No one heard it. Now, if you put out a better widget that's generally better, people's social graph will take over and they'll start talking about it. So initially, I don't think you want to spend a lot of money on marketing. Here's the problem a lot of entrepreneurs fall into is that they think expenses make a business. No, expenses don't make a business. Revenues do. It's fun to, it's fun to lease a nice office space, fix it up, hire a bunch of people, start marketing, have glossy brochures, a cool website. Those are just expenses. Expenses put a business out of business. So here's the thing. You want to start a services business? You got a client. You want to start a product business, you build a product and you try and ensure that someone might actually buy the product before you even think about marketing. Every company I've had, I've poured all of my effort into making a better product. And then once I knew I had a better product, I then think about, okay, how can I get earned media? Specifically, once you have a great service, it's truly differentiated or a product that's truly differentiated, which is just table stakes now. Your product has to be better. Don't spend a dollar on marketing until you know you have a product that's so strong that people naturally want to buy it or use it. Otherwise, you're just 
I don't know, you're putting lipstick on a pig. Once you have a product that you think resonates, then I would go very small ball into um, some Google key terms, uh, search terms, some mild advertising across social media, and I would be very, very disciplined in terms of the spend and the ROI. And don't let some cool people wearing black show up and talk, do a big game like I used to do about brand. Also, a small business that accelerates faster than other small businesses are all going to have one thing in common. One, see above. 10x better product, or at least 2x better. And two, they're going to embrace new mediums. Now, what do, I, what do I mean by that? L2 probably had a much bigger footprint than the size of his business. When we sold, we were $20 million. We sold for $160 million, but we had, I don't call it global awareness, but in our industry, in luxury and consumer, we had near ubiquitous awareness. Why? Because I leaned into this emerging medium 13 years ago called YouTube, and I would do these funny videos, and we had these really talented people, some of whom are at PropG Media now, who would do an incredible job editing and filming and the quality, the production quality of the videos, and we put them out on YouTube every year, and we would talk about our research and our findings and couch it in humor, and, uh, you know, we were good at it, and these things would go viral, or they would get go viral, they would get between... 30 and two and 300,000 views. And then we would put out a freemium product. And that is when we put out research reports, we'd put out the first 10 pages for free. And if you wanted to see page 11, you had to click on a link that said that had an email form that said email us for information about membership. So over the next five years, if you have a small company that punches above its weight class in the service of the product, the consumer industry, I would bet that you have done one thing. And that is you have learned, in addition to having a great product, you have learned how to leverage TikTok. That's what I would be leaning into right now. I just think that's where everyone's going. I think that's, you know, basically Tory Burch was a brand built on Instagram. You know, Burberry was a brand built on digital media. And also uh, in the services industry, what we did was we absolutely overserved those first six clients because what is your marketing? It's client references across your initial clients. Thanks so much for the question. Colorado College, good to be Jackie. Question number two. Hi, Scott. This is Jack from New Jersey. I'm a solution engineer at a SaaS company that recently underwent a 10% reorg after securing significant capital from a large PE fund two years ago. We're facing a unique challenge. Our top sales engineers are being poached by larger players in the industry despite consistently outperforming them in the field. It feels like our leadership team isn't stepping up with innovative strategies or recognizing that the market's telling them they need to reset their expectations to retain the winning talent. As a 30-something navigating their first job in tech, any advice on dealing with an anemic leadership team in this landscape? It's been a wild ride. Uh, Jack from New Jersey, thanks for the question. So look, it sounds like you're in sales. It doesn't sound like you're in a senior level position. So it's like they said, in, or Heath Ledger said in Brokeback Mountain, if you can't fix it, you got to stand it. And that is, you can talk to your boss and set out what your expectations are in terms of compensation. But if, in fact, you feel your management team doesn't get it around compensation or strategy, you can go somewhere else. And, uh, you know, management teams aren't dumb, or they're usually not dumb. I shouldn't say that. Sometimes they're dumb. But if they're losing people, they'll get the memo. And especially with a software company, the Assets go home in the elevator every night. So if they're if they're a decent, you know, a decently managed company, they have churn rates. They should know what the average is for the industry. I know when I'm on boards of software companies, I ask them to produce uh, data on what is the average churn by position, by level. How does that compare relative to the industry? 
Uh, what they've done in terms of a layoff is not surprising. This is kind of the year of efficiency, starting at Twitter and then moving through the system where companies have said, we've stuffed so many calories down the esophagus of the growth industry that there's fatty deposits everywhere. It's not that they're losing people that's worrisome. It's whether or not they're losing key people and they're seeing a decline in revenues. One of my companies had, I remember, 100% attrition one year. We had, I think, 60 employees and not one left. And I remember saying that must mean we're overpaying them. And you don't like to say that. We have zero attrition at PropG Media because I've consciously decided to overpay people. And no one ever feels overpaid. No one ever says, no one ever says, yeah, I'm definitely overpaid. Everyone feels like they're underpaid 90% of the time. And occasionally 10% of the time, they feel like they're fairly compensated. But I would say, look, if if you yourself don't feel like your management team is making the right decisions, the bottom line is they get to make these decisions in this economy. Um, a decent, you know, a decent opportunity is just quite frankly, is to find another job. Appreciate the question. We have one quick break before our final question. Stay with us. When your work presentations and docs look good, you look good. You can design stunning work presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos with Canva. You can start with a designer-made template, then use that as a springboard for your design. Add images, graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Or get a huge head start with AI-powered Canva presentations and docs. Just describe what you want with a few words, and Canva will generate amazing slides and text in seconds. It's AI that anybody can use, no matter what department you work in or whatever work task you need to get done. Look, we all need to visually communicate at work. Canva makes it easy to get your point across while looking professional. And at the end of it all, that stunning Canva presentation is going to make you look good. Wow any audience and finish your work faster. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Welcome back. Question number three. Hi, Scott. I'm Paul from Montreal. Thanks for the show. My nephew gave me the honor of being a guest speaker for his career week at his high school. Besides sharing with them the importance of storytelling to embrace failures and to not fear rejection, what would you want to share with a room filled with teenagers wondering what to do with their futures? My path to entrepreneurship was a little different. My grandfather started a bicycle retail business in 1948. When I was growing up, my father owned it. I started working for him at age 13. In college, I wasn't really successful. Uh, I took some time off of school and I went to work for him full time. I quickly became the service manager and by 22, I was running the store. At age 25, I was buying the business from him and five years later, I grew it into a second location. I unfortunately never made the time to go back to school. I love entrepreneurship as the environment I grew up into, and I wouldn't trade that experience for anything else. I guess I'm a little bit nervous at speaking in front of a bunch of kids about entrepreneurship when I learned it from my father instead of in school. Thanks for your insight. Uh, Pierre Paul from Montreal. By the way, I love Montreal, mostly because my experience in Montreal or my exposure is during the first week of June. I used to go up there for Formula One. And in June, Montreal is wonderful. I did go back there once in February. Not as nice. 
Not as nice, but most European city in North America. Uh, okay, so I have some experience here. I had the opportunity to go back to my high school university charter school in West Los Angeles last year to film an episode of CNN Plus. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them. I had a TV show on the streaming network of CNN. And I spoke in front of the senior or the graduating high school class. And there's a few things. One, in terms of being self-conscious about not pursuing college, I would just cite the data. And the data is the following, that if somebody, if an 18-year-old or 17-year-old has the opportunity to go to a good school and has the resources, it's a pretty good backup plan. Even if they plan to start their own business at some point, college grads on average earn almost twice what non-college grads earn over the course of their lifetime. It opens up a ton of doors. It opens up, you know, there's just a whole cadre vein of corporations and institutions, whether it's uh, the Secret Service or or Google, that it's almost impossible to get a job out unless you have the certification that an undergraduate degree offers. So I would just acknowledge that point, but also say, if you don't decide to get a college degree, there are other paths and tell your story. Now, you also have to recognize your privilege, and that is essentially, it sounds like you inherited, and not that you didn't deserve it, but you were put in a place of opportunity to have some wind in your sails as an entrepreneur because of a family connection or family ownership of a business. So I would just acknowledge those points. In terms of what you tell kids, you know, what I, and I would root in your own experiences. My own experiences was that if you feel like you're lonely and not doing that well here and don't have a ton of friends, aren't that popular, just keep in mind the correlation between how popular you are in high school and how successful and happy you are as an adult is not only not correlated, it may be inversely correlated uh, to the importance of taking risks and chance and being resilient. I ran for sophomore, junior, and senior class president and then student body president. I lost all four elections, and I think that was hugely valuable for me. And then I think it's really nice to try and develop a sense of being in touch with your emotions and being generous with your emotions at a young age, telling friends that you care about them. Um, you know, being being trying to be a good person at home, realize your parents are your allies. But I would just root it in personal experience. I think that kids want someone authentic to talk to them about what they were thinking about in high school and what went well and what didn't go well. But congratulations. That's a nice, that's got to be a nice moment for you going back to your high school. I mean, it took me, you know, the better part of 35 years to get back to my high school. It's taken you about 36 months. So congratulations on your success and try and avoid what you think you're supposed to say and just say what you feel. Thanks for the question, and again, congratulations. That's all for this episode. If you'd like to submit a question, please email a voice recording to officehours at propgmedia.com. Again, that's officehours at propgmedia.com. This episode was produced by Caroline Shagrin. Jennifer Sanchez is our associate producer, and Drew Burrows is our technical director. Thank you for listening to the Prop G Pod from the Vox Media Podcast Network. We will catch you on Saturday for No Mercy, No Malice, as read by George Hahn, and on Monday with our weekly market show. Thanks to Canva for their support. You're busy, there's no denying that, and we all wish for just a little more time in the day. So why not let Canva help you get your work done faster and more efficiently? You can get started with their AI-powered presentations. Just describe what you want with a few words, and Canva will generate amazing slides in seconds. It's AI that anybody can use, no matter what department you work in or whatever task you need to get done. Finish your deck faster. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work.